Hello, everyone, and welcome to Hayes' Higher Learning. I'm your host, Ashley Hayes, and this episode is all about touring. So many of you have seen my travel footage on social media and have reached out and asked me how I do it. Today, I'll cover what it's like generating most of my income outside of where I live, how I deal with the imminent loneliness and exhaustion of traveling for months at a time, what I take on the road for self-care, smart touring business practices, and ways we can support other independent artists out there. I've been touring the country performing poetry at universities and venues since 2016. 2016, I had a few isolated dates to begin getting used to it. And then in 2017, I toured over 130 cities, drove 40 hours, and flew about 60,000 miles. That is aggressive. It's one thing to do a show in a major city, but most of the places I go are an hour or more away from a major airport. So I usually rent a car and drive or take a bus or an Uber on rare occasions. And I'll be honest, I much prefer to rent a car, and we'll talk about the usefulness of credit cards in this episode too. Let's start with logistics. My agents usually contract a date, and that cost includes a hotel room or the school or university booking me will get the room on my behalf. It is my job to pay for my own transportation to the gig. That means whatever my rate is will be lessened by about 30% after lodging, meals, and travel costs. And that's just for me. Last year, I took a videographer with me to capture some footage on dates, so that was an additional travel cost as well. I tour mostly during the school year, which operates on semesters, so I'm generally gone late January through early May, home for the summer, and traveling again between mid-August and early December. And Georgia is terrible, or as Roland Ray on Divorce Court would say, terrible when it comes to funding the arts, so over 80% of my income comes from other states. When we get to the business episode, you'll learn the accounting problems that that can present. I travel most of the time alone. On rare occasions, I can bring a videographer or get a homie or cousin to roll with me, but it's usually just me, a black femme traveling to very white places sometimes. And I've seen Confederate flags in cities I'm scheduled to perform in, been harassed by people who don't think that I should have first-class access, been harassed in TSA lines, although Atlanta TSA has been really, really good to me, so shout out to y'all. And I have TSA pre-check and clear, so that makes it a little easier to navigate. I would recommend that if you fly out of major cities often um, to get clear and pre-check. It can be a very lonely life sometimes, especially if I'm single or worse, if I have a partner who's not showing up for me via phone, which has happened before. And I counter that by reaching out to people whenever I have extra time in their cities, doing some touristy things, walking around the local mall or museums. I listen to audiobooks and Questlove Supreme's podcast on long drives and asking the people I love to check on me when I'm out there. There are about four people who I share my location with all the time and they will come looking for me if I go missing. I also counter that by taking self-care items with me, including vitamins, a candle, Bluetooth speaker, and some other stuff that you can check out on my exclusive video episode, which is available on Ashley Hayes and Hayes' Higher Learning Instagram and YouTube. I usually travel with two to three bags, depending on how I'll how long I'll be gone. I always take a carry-on rollerboard with my clothes and toiletries, a small bag for my self-care items and books, and I usually check a merchandise bag. 
Artists, I cannot stress enough the importance of merch and having merch your audience needs and wants. I usually have a combination of books and my Hydrate Moisturize Mind Your Business shirts, and I try to partner with small femme-owned businesses to special to do special cards or stationery sometimes. And on some tours, I take my Big Bertha bag, which is my big old Samsonite, and if I'll be gone two weeks or longer, that usually means I'll have to wash clothes at some point. Um, I spent two weeks in the state of Pennsylvania and had to do that. And you may have to pay to check larger bags. And with the Delta American Express, I actually get to check up to two bags that weigh up to 70 pounds each, which is a blessing. I highly, highly recommend loyalty programs if you travel often or loyalty credit cards. I'm with Delta primarily, although um, with dates that are subject to change, I tend to use Southwest because they offer free cancellation up to until 30 minutes before your flight takes off. So loyalty grants you access to priority customer service lines, and in some cases, free upgrade eligibility. I switched my hotel membership from Hilton to Marriott, though, because Hilton's point redemption got insane. I would have to pay um, like $300 worth of points for a $120 hotel room. Marriott has been better, and I really enjoy the consistency of their hotels. I also like using Lyft or other rideshare services exclusively because that grants you access to discounts. I use Airbnb a little more than I did at first, but I still prefer the consistency and, to be honest, the safety of major hotels. I recommend doing your own research before you hit the road. Look up where to eat, what's near the hotel, what your closest major cities are. Check the weather in advance. It's always cheapest to fly out of international airports. So always weigh the time saved by flying into smaller airports versus the money you'll save. I also use apps like The Hopper to plug in dates and tell me the best day to purchase tickets. Remember, larger airlines are going to have more flexibility in accommodating you if you miss a flight or your flight is canceled. Um, I also want to stress, be kind to customer service folks in airports and be kind to the people who booked you. Kindness can get you further than any membership card can. I hear a lot of stories about poets or comedians who were jerks to the people who booked them because they forgot something. The mark of a true professional is to be able to work anyway and have your agent or manager when possible handle that justice on your behalf. That doesn't mean you deserve to be outright mistreated, but if it can wait until later, let it wait until later. And I usually, I'd say I pay them to be the bad guys or the enforcers if need be so that no one ever has to tweet that Ashley Hayes was an ass. Um, You deserve to be treated well and respected as an artist, and they also deserve to be respected um, as people whose dollars pay to get you there. Um, When I get off the road, I usually spend the first two to three weeks in my living room. My last tour, I would take a short walk up and down my street to get some fresh air, but I mostly had my food delivered and the homies came to see me at home. Um, And there are comedians like Kevin Hart or some other major comedians who may spend a year at home before they go out and do more shows after a major tour. So for me, being on the road like 40 to 50 days usually is going to be about two to three weeks recovery time. And when I'm off, I bake a lot because it's my passion and I don't have kids to tend to right now. And I intentionally set up dates with my friends and the people I love. I go to concerts so I can be inspired and support what my peers are doing. And I catch up on my reality shows. I also take classes and workshops to sharpen my skills as a writer and performer. 
I intentionally spend time with my friends' kids to be reminded of joy and playfulness. Rest and play are really important factors, and I do not believe in a show business culture that is all work and no rest or play. It is simply unsustainable. That's why Beyonce takes three years off to raise some kids and eat food on boats after a 100-city-long world tour. It is exhausting. As you can see, there are so many factors to consider when touring. This is me as an independent artist with no label, no production crew to transport all the time or feed, no lights or sets to travel with. And you wonder why certain shows stay in one place on Broadway or your favorite artist doesn't come to your city every year. It's because production is the devil. That's why. (laughs) And if you listen to this and you want to learn more about this monster and this very intense business, I do offer one-on-one coaching. And I can bring an extended workshop to your city. Learn more at www.ashleyhayes.com slash Hayes' Higher Learning. Or you can simply purchase a coaching session at ashleyhayes.com shop. Um, You can support me and other artists by donating travel points, hotel stays, and meal gift cards to help with costs. Um, I know that it kind of looks like a glamorous lifestyle and you get the pictures and you're in all different cities, but it is a business and there's always a cost to doing business. So whenever you can minimize that cost, especially for marginalized groups, for people of color, for queer folks, please do that. Please support them, buy their merchandise, hit their cash apps, um, stream their music. Please, please, please. It helps more than you know. If you dig what I'm doing, please let me know through your support. By supporting Hayes' Higher Learning, you make it so that I can keep dedicating time to this work and practice social justice by giving people the tools and resources that they need to be successful. You can learn more about support options at www.ashleyhayes.com slash Hayes' Higher Learning or www.ashleyhayes.com slash support. You can even support this podcast directly at anchor.fm slash Ashley Hayes. Make sure you check out our Instagram and share, share, share. The song of the week is Nonstop by Drake. Thank you so much for tuning in to Hayes' Higher Learning, where together we are learning better, doing better, and being better. Y'all have a great week. <laughs>